0: hi there i'm richard i'm the senior pastor of every nation auckland city we are a multicultural multi-generational socially responsible church that makes disciples we hope this message inspires you to honor god and make disciples we've been in a series called carols everyone say carols and you know if you've been around Uh, the Western society for a while or any kind of society for a while, you would be very familiar with the fact that Christmas carols or these songs that we sang this morning, um, they're all over the place. You know, you go to the mall, uh, you'll hear carols. You go to the streets, you'll hear carols. And for those of you that um, grew up in Asia, how many of us grew up in Asia? Yeah. You go to the malls around Christmas time, whether you're a Christian or not, Uh, you enjoy, it brings back memories, it brings back memories from your childhood. And so often we would listen to these songs, either on the radio, on the TV, in the malls, the the song, the tune would come back to our memories, Uh, it would invoke some emotions, but so often the words itself go in one ear and come out the other. And that's certainly the case for me. You know, and I, as, as we have gone through this series, and thank you, Pastor Richard, for choosing this series, because it helps us to delve deeper into the words of the lyrics of these songs themselves, because so often when we hear songs and we sing along, uh, the words may lose its meaning, okay? So, and this morning, I want to um, go and look a little bit deeper into this one carol that is very, very, very famous, uh, and it's called Away in the Manger. And we sang, the kids did such a beautiful job, uh, and the worship team this morning as well. And I want to read the words of this carol before we get into the sermon itself. And it's up on the screen right here. It says, Away in a manger, no crib for his bed, the little Lord Jesus laid down his sweet head. The stars in the bright sky looked down where he lay, the little Lord Jesus Asleep on the hay. The cattle are lowing, the poor baby wakes, but little Lord Jesus, no crying he makes. What a perfect baby, eh? But little Lord Jesus, no crying he makes. I love thee, Lord Jesus, look down from the sky and stay by my side till morning is nigh. It's taken from the book of Luke, chapter 2, verse 10 to 11. The book of Luke was written uh, by one of the followers of Jesus by the name of Luke itself. And it's known that this this character, Luke, is a doctor, and the book of Luke is known to be very uh, filled with details because a surgeon or a doctor is is obviously very detailed in their disposition. And so Luke chapter 2, it says this. Luke himself captures this scene where angels showed up to some shepherds. Shepherds uh, back in the society in Jerusalem in the day uh, uh, did the same thing as what shepherds would do today. They look after the sheep. But in society, shepherds were, held a place uh, that was not very esteemed. They were probably the middle class or lower. They were not respected by society. And these shepherds were the very first people to hear of the coming of baby Lord Jesus. And this is what it says here in Luke chapter 2, verse 10 to 11. It says, and the angel appeared to them and said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you, shepherds, good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you. We thank you that around this time of the year, we get to, as Christians, spend a moment to reflect and to remember and to commemorate one of the greatest days of human history, which is when God became man in the form of a baby. You were born of a virgin in a little obscure town in the Middle East. And your birth changed the course of history. Your birth brought hope into a dark world. Your birth continues to bring hope in this dark world that we live in today. And one day, we look forward to your return. But today and tomorrow, along with the rest of the world, we celebrate your birth, Lord Jesus. In your mighty name, amen. So on Friday, as I was preparing for the sermon throughout the next slide, I checked my email and I got this random email popped into my inbox. Anyone ever got spam? emails so i thought this was just one of those random spam emails but then i looked and it says your ad was approved and i was like what what ad was approved so i run an organization called miomo which i run ads for but that's a separate account to this one i was like how on earth does my personal account have an ad on it and i looked at it and it says new sales ad special edition, some kind of clothing brand, and I was like, no, I don't own a clothing company. Last time I checked, right, Rita? <laughs> and I was thinking, oh my gosh, ads cost money, Facebook ads. So the next thing I did, you know what I did? I logged into my ASB credit card and I checked. Thank God there was no charges on my credit card, and immediately I disabled and canceled my credit card, so now I don't have a credit card to wait till after New Year's, so, so thank you to my wife for paying for everything for now. And, and then I thought, oh my goodness, I hope nothing more serious has happened. I jumped on my Facebook account to double check on everything, and then this message pops up. Who on earth is, uh, earth is Phi Han Lin 6266? It says, Faihan Lin 6266, which is a linked Instagram account to my personal account, has broken some Facebook rules, and therefore my entire Facebook account has been deleted, all 16 and a half years of content. And for those of you that know me, there's a lot on Facebook. So I put the sermon aside, Pastor Richard. And for the next two hours, I panicked. I felt such a loss and a sense of loss of control. Next slide. I jumped on my Instagram, which is a linked account. This is my proper Instagram account. It says two accounts were removed from your account center an hour ago. And then I proceeded to try to appeal to Facebook. I was looking for contact me at facebook.com. I was looking and googling for some kind of approach or place where I can complain and ask my this question as to how this could have happened and then the next slide shows this ridiculous ridiculous <laughs> message so there's a form get this guys okay let me let me can I vent on christmas eve <laughs> there's this form where you can apply and, and you know, upload evidence and screenshots and all that. You can apply to Facebook to review the possible incorrect suspension of my account. And then I go in and I submit everything and I click and it says this, log into your Facebook account for information about how to... Re- my Facebook account has been suspended, Facebook. Oh dear, I was so frustrated. I felt such a sense of a loss of control. You know, we often feel a sense of um, frustration because we lose control about something, and we try to fix it, right? How many of us have just fix it people, right? Something goes wrong, you try to fix it, so often, control is taken away from us rather than us willingly submitting and su- and to someone to say, please take control of my life. So often, we would only consider giving control up to someone who is stronger, smarter, better, faster, more experienced. But most often, we hold on to control. But as we approach Christmas, as my Facebook account has been disabled... I am reminded, and I hope that we are reminded, of Jesus, how He entered this world, not just as a helpless baby, but as Christ the Lord. Over 700 years prior to Jesus coming on this earth as a little baby in Bethlehem, the prophet Isaiah in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 says this, "'For unto us a child is born.'" This is over 700 years ago. To us, a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. Everyone say, Wonderful Counselor. Wonderful counselor. Say, Mighty God. Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Everlasting Father. Prince, of peace. Prince of Peace. And then, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord a little helpless baby. Can you imagine if you lived in Jerusalem back in those days in Bethlehem and you've been waiting for over 700 years because back then they were taught to memorize scripture. Jewish young men and and women were taught to memorize entire passages of scriptures. They would have known Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 that a mighty king, a wonderful counselor, everlasting father, A mighty human king where the government will be upon his shoulders would come, but then that mighty king came in a form of a helpless baby. What would you be thinking? How interesting, how interesting that God chose to fulfill a 700-year prophecy in a helpless little baby. I wonder why. Who is our Lord? Who is your Lord? Are you the Lord of your life? So often we live as though we are the Lord of our lives. I certainly did on Friday afternoon. I said no prayer, Pastor Richard. I confess. I took things into my own hands. My instant response was to fix it. You see, the word Lord shows up About 740 times in the New Testament of the Bible alone, it's called kurios in the Greek language where the New Testament was written in, and kurios means supreme in authority, the controller, the Lord. You see, Jesus is Lord, or He is Lord, whether you recognize it or not. He is Lord because God made Him Lord. He is Lord in all situations, whether you acknowledge it or not. See, King Charles is a king, whether you know it or not. Christopher Luxon is the Prime Minister of New Zealand, whether you care or not. Jesus is Lord of all. Do we acknowledge that this morning, this season, this Christmas, as we open our presents on Christmas Day, as we celebrate and eat beautiful, incredible, delicious, delectable food that hits our stomach as we get into the afternoon of Christmas Day and we prepare for our afternoon nap before indulging in a beautiful dinner on Christmas evening. is Jesus our Lord. Going back to Luke chapter 2, why did, why did the angels show up to shepherds? What do you think? Why do you think that the angels did not show up to the king or, or the chief of the religious leaders? In today's context, it would be like the angels showing up to the cleaners that clean our building here that show up on one of the days, Monday evening? No disrespect to cleaners. They do a fantastic job, but these angels didn't show up to Pastor Richard or I or the elders. These angels showed up to the youth. These angels showed up to the people walking in the street. Why did the angels not show up to people in the authority? Why didn't the angels show up to people... That have their lives all sorted. You know, I think perhaps it's a matter of control. That shepherds didn't have their lives all together, they weren't the wealthy or respected of society. These shepherds represent. Everyday people, the middle class, the battlers, the people that are still trying, some of, some, that, that represents many of us. See, Jesus didn't come for those that have their lives all sorted. He came to seek and save that which were lost. And if this morning you feel like things aren't going particularly well in life, Perhaps you haven't achieved your dreams. Perhaps you're struggling a little bit with your health, with your finances. Perhaps you feel that life is a little bit out of control. Some of your relationships aren't all together. It's most likely that Jesus would send these angels to show up to you first to say, Hey, this day in Bethlehem is born the King. Because the thing is, is we've, if we've got everything under control, Pastor Richard, if we are able to sort out all of our problems, if God has answered all our start-of-the-year prayer requests by February, how many of us would honestly say that our prayer life would be the same? So often as humans, myself included, I go to God when I have a need. I go to God when I need my visa to be approved. I go to God when I need to find a job. I go to God when my finances are a little bit shaky. I go to God, honestly, now that I run a little business, to ask for His help to find favor and open doors. I go to God when I have health issues but when everything is in control. See, when Jesus is Lord of our lives, He should be Lord of all, in all circumstances, in all situations. It's not easy, my friends. I don't find it easy. But as we approach this time of Christmas, may we all take time To reflect. May we all take time to to ask our King to help us in 2024, to be Lord of all our situations, to put Him in front of all our situations, students for our studies, for our school, for the favour and open doors and all the activities that we do, for parents, for the well-being of our children. If you're worried about your children in some way, shape or form, Will we put the Lord in front of us? Would we worship Him when things are going well, when everything is under control, when you're winning all the competitions that you're joining, would, would you still worship the King? Would you still acknowledge Him as priority in your lives? When you've got that perfect job, when you've saved up for that first house or the second house or the investment property, when you've got married and things are all great now, because you've been wanting to get married for a while. When everything is under control, would He still be the Lord of your life? Friends, it's not easy. What prevents us from surrendering to the King? These are just some of my thoughts. Perhaps what prevents us from surrendering to the King is that we have the ability to handle it, whatever it is. Perhaps it's because life is going just peachy. Perhaps it's because I want it my way. It's partial surrender. God, I'll give you Sunday from 10:35 to about 12:15. The rest of the week is mine. I know one of my pastors years ago said to, said to me privately, we um. You know, with marriage, if you say to your wife that Monday is yours and then Tuesday to Sunday I'll do whatever I I want and with whoever I want, do you think your wife would acknowledge you as husband? Of course not. But when it gets to our relationship with God, See, partial surrender is no surrender at all, and perhaps for many of us it's because we don't know Him well enough, because as I said earlier, you would only give over control, and control's not a bad thing, you know, it's just a human instinct, right? We would only give over control to someone we know has the power and the right and the ability and the credibility for us to submit control over to. You see, Tithing is a control issue. Serving the Lord is a control issue. Trusting Him with all of our prayers is a control issue because do we know that this God that we pray to is good and worthy? Is He the everlasting Father? Is He the Prince of Peace? Maybe we don't know God well enough. In Matthew chapter 7, young Matthew wrote this. He says, not everyone who calls me or says to me, Lord, Lord, not just one Lord, twice, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven, many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out many demons and perform many miracles? This person was laying out their spiritual CV to Jesus and say, we have done all of these things, so we deserve to be called your disciples. And they called Him Lord not once, but twice. And you know what Jesus said to these people? He said, I never knew you. Away from you, you evildoers. He didn't even just say, huh, who are you? He called them evildoers. When I first Learned about this passage over 23 years ago. This was the passage that got me to give my life to Jesus properly. I grew up in the church, but I was 21 when I fully submitted my life to the Lordship of Christ. I was doing all kinds of crazy things secretly. I was living a double life. I looked like a Christian one day, but in secret I was doing all kinds of things that were not pleasing to our Lord. But when I saw this passage, when it was preached on a stage just like this, I realized that I didn't know him. And not only will he go, who are you? He, he will say to me, you evildoer. That's pretty serious. I used to think, why would Jesus take it so seriously? Why would he call these people evildoers? They're not junior Christians, Pastor Richard. They, what, they prophesied in, in, in the Lord's name? They've driven out Demons? They performed many miracles, right? By all cases, as Christian CVs go, that's a good CV. They served on Sunday mornings. They even sang on a stage. They even preached a sermon. You evildoers. See that word new? New? in Greek it's called ginosko. Ginosko is a deep, intimate knowledge. It's the same word where in Genesis it says Cain knew his wife and they, became, they had babies, <laughs> right? It's the same word used for the most intimate act between a man and a woman. And in this context, Jesus is talking about this deep, intimate knowledge not of a physical kind, but a deep, intimate knowledge between Him and you. He's not looking for religious activity or duties. He's looking for a deep, intimate relationship with you. And outside of that, we are known as evildoers. Do we know Him? Do we have the time to know Him? You know, so many of us We have some time off. Whether you're working through the Christmas break, you probably have at least one or two days Christmas Day and Boxing Day and New Year's and the second, the first and second, maybe. As we look forward to these times of rest, can I implore you, can I encourage you, my friends? Can I encourage myself to take time to get to know our King? because He wants to know you. The Bible says He stands at the door and knocks. The Bible says that He never leaves us nor forsakes us. Jesus has made the first move. What is your move? See, the reason we don't trust Him as Lord is because we don't really know Him. But if we knew that He is the all-knowing, all-powerful, ever-present King, that is the very definition of what love is. Let me say that again. He's the all-knowing, all-powerful, ever-present King, that is the very definition of love. The smartest thing we can do, and the thing that would give us the most, Sense of control will be to give over control to this mighty God that is greater than us, more powerful than us. He knows our past, our present, our future. He loves us more than we love ourselves. I know it's hard to get let go of control. Something as small as losing my Facebook account caused me frustration. <laughs> I know it's not easy. But I appeal to you, my brothers and sisters, I can't can't have this relationship for you, nor can Pastor Richard or the elders and leaders of this church. Only you can have this relationship with your king. Would you treasure this time, young people? You're not too young to have a precious relationship with the king. If you feel you've walked away from God, perhaps you have some regrets in life. Perhaps you, if Jesus showed up today and you knew you're going to have that conversation with Him, will He say, good and faithful servant, or will He say, away from me, you evildoer, and you know that you're not on the right side with God? It's never too late. See, His grace and His mercy is everlasting. The Bible says His mercies are new every morning. If you made a mistake last night, (laughs) there's new mercies this morning. If you made mistakes today, there's new mercies tomorrow. But it requires you and I to take the step, to take the step. To say, Lord, I acknowledge that I haven't got it under control. I acknowledge that I can't do any more from this day forward. I acknowledge that I continue to stuff up over and over again. I acknowledge that my riches and my success, my achievements, they do not satisfy. I submit my King over to you. Will you use me? Will you call me? Will you give me new dreams and visions for 2024 and beyond? Will you give me the courage to help others find you? Would you help me to be the best employee and the best student I can be Because, because of you, not because of me? Lord, help me. My challenge to us in the next couple of weeks is to To get into our Word and learn about Jesus, if you're not familiar with the Bible, start with the book of Mark. It's quite short, action-packed, and it speaks about the life of Jesus. It shows how He responds to situations. It shows what Jesus cares about, what frustrates Him, what matters to Him. Learn about Jesus. That's the only way you can build a deeper love and trust for this King. Don't just take my word for it. Please don't just take my word for it. Have some solitude and prayer, you know. Every once a year, I try to get up a mountain for a couple of hours with a journal by myself. I've not done it the last year, maybe two years, but for many, many years, I used to do that. I go for a long walk, and I just sit there with my pen in my hand, looking over just green pastures. Sometimes we see some sheep pen in my hand because I'm, a, I'm waiting for God to speak. I'm asking God would you speak to me? Life is so busy. Life is so busy. So much drama going on in life. So much stress. So much pressure. I say to him, I'm sorry God. That even though you tried to speak to me this year, I wasn't listening. Pen in my hand. And I asked God, give me a word for next year. Give me a word for 2024. And about five or six years ago, I was w- waiting for God to download a big thing. He literally gave me, gave me one word. <laughs> and for every year after that, God would give me a year. That's the word for the year. I want to encourage us to do something along those lines. You don't have to do what I do. But create solitude and time to speak to God and to listen. And choose. Choose to trust Him with your life. It's a choice at the end of the day. Your wife can't make you follow Jesus. Your husband can't make you follow Jesus. Your parents can't make you follow Jesus. It's on you. Would you choose to follow Jesus in 2024? Let's pray. Let's close our eyes for a moment of um, reflection. Let's close our eyes for a moment of privacy for our neighbors. And let's just focus in. I'm going to give us all maybe 30 seconds Just be silent before our King. with all eyes closed, no one looking around, if you've come in here today, and maybe this is the first time you've attended church in a while, or maybe you've never attended church, but you're not a Christian, or at least you don't consider yourself a Christian, and you know that if Jesus shows up today and speaks to you personally, not in the crowd, it is likely or it's possible that He might say, Away from me, you evildoer. And you want, and you realize that that's not what you want. You want instead to be welcome into his kingdom, into his presence. You want to hear him say, good and faithful servant. And it's not about what you do or how well you can present yourself, but it's about you submitting and opening your heart to receive Him. If that's you, you're not a Christian, or you once walked with Jesus, or for whatever reason you walked away from Him, I want to give you an opportunity to respond, because when we respond physically to something that happens internally, something powerful that happens. So as I count to three, after I count to three, there's no one looking around. If that is you, you want to come to Jesus or come back to Jesus, I want to invite you to put your hand up nice and high so I can acknowledge you and see who you are, and I would like to pray for you. Coming to Jesus or coming back to Him. One, two, three. No one's looking around. All right. Eyes still closed. If you're here this morning and you are a Christian, But you realize that actually, yeah, life has become pretty complicated. That actually, you know, Christ is not Lord of all aspects of my life. And you want to put that right today. You want to say to God, help me to put you as Lord, to submit to you as Lord of all areas of my life. If that is you, you're a Christian, but you want to submit to the King in all aspects of your life. On the count of three, Would you put your hand up and I want to pray for you. One, two, three. Just keep your hand up. Just keep your hand up. No one's looking around. Father, you see these hands. You see these hands. These these people, these brothers and sisters of mine are indicating to you that they're asking for your help to help them to submit to you in every area of their lives. They recognize that they have not made you Lord of all areas of their lives. Lord, would you help them? Holy Spirit, would you give them the courage to make decisions and changes in their lives? Would you help them to take the next step of building a more intimate relationship with you? Thank you, because you never leave us nor forsake us and your power is more than sufficient for us. So we receive your power to submit to you in all areas of our life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you for joining us. To know more about Every Nation Auckland City, you can visit our website at www.everynationauckland.city. For more messages like this, you can subscribe to this podcast through Spotify, Apple Podcasts and wherever you listen to podcasts.